Something I've noticed is just uh, John's on call. I guess he overslept this morning, or uh, so he's working. And I bet I've heard Denise say three or four times, "Poor John's out working. Poor John's in the cold. Poor, poor Jake done that forty years, and I never heard her one time say." Poor Jake is out there having to work uh, in the cold. Uh, I don't know why that is, moms. Maybe some of y'all can tell me. Uh, uh, about John. <laughs> Poor Jake. <laughs> well, uh, but y'all remember those folks, not just uh, linemen, but folks delivering gas and out trying to, we were kind of laughing don't put no propane bottle in your house. Y'all aren't doing that, are you? Uh, we we went by, I went by uh, Sulphur Springs the other day, and that propane company right there on the loop, there was about six cars there getting propane bottles filled up. John said when he got out, they were out of the parking lot all the way down the shoulder of the road. Uh, Jacob had to go to the grocery store yesterday, and I was with him. I sat in the parking lot, and they sold five bottles of propane at, at uh uh, Delta supermarket. I said, what are all these people getting propane bottles filled up for? Don't put it in your house and don't suffocate, okay? <laughs> uh, open a window at least and put the bottle outside and run your hose inside. Uh, but it is cold and uh, so I want to kind of move quickly this morning. John chapter 14, let's go down to verse 22 and y'all will be familiar with this uh, this incident that took place and it followed uh, the feeding of 5,000. So y'all remember uh, the boy had the, the, the five loaves and the two fish, and God, uh, Jesus took those. He fed all the crowd. There was, everybody was filled. There was a bunch left over. There's a huge crowd there. You know, maybe some people say maybe as many as ten to 15,000 people are gathered there, uh, and Jesus... Uh, immediately dismisses the disciples. Okay, that's where we're going to start. This is chapter 14, verse 22. And Jesus made the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, and it was being buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And sometimes between 6 and 3 a.m., your translation probably says during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the water or on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. And I would be terrified also uh, if you're out, the the storm's blowing and they look and there's someone walking uh, on the water as they're struggling against the wind. And it's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage and do not be afraid. The Lord, and uh, uh, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me and I'll come to you on the water. And Jesus said to him, Come. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. Now, I know I've preached on this before, 
This will be a little bit different this morning. So immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him, and he said, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? Uh, And when they, Jesus and Peter, had climbed back into the boat, the winds died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now, there's a couple of things this morning, as I said. I'm just kind of going to give you an outline, but... Uh, a couple things I want you to think about. When we're in the midst of our problems, when we're in the midst of fear, when we're in the midst of whatever we're dealing with, Jesus is not derailed by our problems. Now, I want you to think about what happened here. Jesus' plan is always perfect. And what he has done is he has a large group of people. He tells his disciples, y'all go ahead and I'll meet you uh, at some point over here, and, and I'm going to dismiss these people. That was, that was Christ's perfect plan. Now, how long have we known that this cold front was coming? We've known a few days, hadn't we? I mean, we've, we've had, and I, I even said, it is really cold, but this is just another norther, folks. It's not the, it's not the, uh, the Antarctica is not going to land on us. In two days, it's going to be 70 degrees again, probably. It may not be, but it's just another cold front. I don't know why it got so built up. Uh, But we've known this storm was coming. Don't you know Christ knew there was a storm coming? I mean, he knew that. He understood that he was sending his disciples. They were going to face a storm. They were going to face some difficulties. But that was part of God's plan. It was part of his perfect plan. So I'm not saying when we have a problem, God has is, is put us in that situation. But I'm saying in the midst of our problem, God is not derailed. You know what? God is not derailed where we're at in our country today. He's not throwing up his hand saying, oh my goodness, look at the United States, look at our world today, what am I going to do? He's not derailed by our problems. And the disciples, they really didn't understand that, but I want you to think about his plan. He dismissed them, and then what did he do? He prayed. Now, I've thought about this a lot. When Jesus says, it says Jesus went and prayed uh, on the mountainside, and he was there for a considerable amount of time. I got to thinking about my own prayer life. You know, how many times do we spend a considerable amount of time praying? And when we look at Jesus, he spent a considerable amount of time praying, not just on this occasion, but we find through Scripture where Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed. Folks, if Jesus thought it was important to pray, don't you think we ought to think it is? I mean, shouldn't that be, a, shouldn't that be something we look at and go, wow, Jesus... God himself, made man, thinks it's important that he spend some time communing with his Father. For us, I think that's something we need to to understand. Now, I'm going to just give you my opinion. Nowhere in this does it say the disciples prayed, did they? It says they were buffeted against the wind. It said they were struggling against the wind. It says they they were fighting the storm, but it doesn't say that they prayed about their situation but so here's jesus he dismissed them he prays and listen then he walked in the midst of their storm i think that is so great for us to understand that jesus christ walks in the midst of our storm when we feel like hey the wind's beating against me i don't know where i'm going to turn i don't know what i'm going to do next christ is walking in the midst of that storm So if we look at this passage of Scripture, we see the perfect plan. We see that God has dismissed them. He sent them on their way. 
He's prayed. We don't know exactly what all he prayed for. He probably prayed for the disciples. He probably said their, their strength is going to fail. They're going to panic. They're going to be covered with fear. And, and God, I pray that they would learn something through this. They did learn something. If you look at that last line, but he prayed, then he walked in the midst of their storm. Here's the second thing we see that Christ done in the midst of their storm. He consoled them. He comforted them. He said to them, hey, it's, it's me, it, and you're in the, you're, you have these fears, you have these, these problems, but hey, it's me that's here. I've not left you. I've not abandoned you. I'm not still on the other bank waiting to see what happens. I've walked in your storm, and I'm here to comfort you. If you want to turn over to Philippians, and I believe it's, well, I know it is. I looked it up a while ago. Philippians chapter 4, uh, and I think we'll go down through verse 7, Philippians 4, starting in four, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, and let your gentleness be evident to all. For listen, the Lord is near. Y'all say that with me. The Lord is near. Just, just think about that. Let's say that again. The Lord is near. Just, just think about that. Whether we're in the midst of a storm, whether we're uh, in the midst of worship, the Lord is near. And with that statement, Paul goes on and says this, So don't be anxious about anything. Don't be upset. Don't be hanging on about anything, because the Lord is near. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving in your heart, present your request to God. And look at verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds, in Christ Jesus. Now think about what you're looking at the disciples, and, and just apply this scripture, <clears throat> this scripture to the disciples for just a moment. They weren't rejoicing in the Lord, but they ended up rejoicing in the Lord, but they were anxious, they were, they were fearful, but the Lord was near, and in them that peace that transcended all understanding guarded their hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So wherever, wherever we're at, remember that not only is Jesus walking in the midst of our storm, not only does he have a perfect plan, not only does he pray for us, and the Bible says he prays for us, the saints, but he comforts us during our struggles, during our difficult times, if we bring our request to him, he's going to bring comfort to us. Now, here's the last thing. Jesus calls us to move out of our comfort zone. Now, here's the thing. This is, uh, this is the part of, of this uh, story that I really love. Jesus, uh, they said, uh, Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it's I, and don't be afraid. And Peter said, well, Lord, then tell me to come to you. Where does he tell him to come to him? On the water. Now, do you think that's not moving out of your comfort zone? That's impossible, isn't it? He asked Christ for an impossible request. I know that's, that's not, I didn't say that right. But, but Peter, asked, Peter asked Christ to do something impossible for him as far as human standpoint. He said, I want to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, well, come on. Just just come on. And I talked about this when I preached about it. You know, if you look at them old them old boats and stuff, they, they had that big old front end on them, you know. They set way up out of the water. I think it's interesting that it says, And Peter got out of the boat 
And, and it wasn't just to simply swing your feet over and hop out. He had to climb down out of this boat. The whole time, he had to be thinking about, what am I doing? I don't think he was. I think he was thinking about seeing Jesus. So Peter got down out of the boat. He walked on the water. He came towards Jesus. Now, if, we were, if I was preaching on this, I'd talk about verse 30, how he looked around, he saw the storm, he saw the wind, he saw those things. But Christ calls us out of our comfort zone. To be, that's one of the most difficult things we do is to move outside of our comfort zone. When we have an opportunity to share the gospel, when we have an opportunity to pray with somebody, to move outside of our comfort zone. I want to tell you about something that happened to me uh, back when we went to Jamaica this last time. Denise and I were sitting in the airport at DFW, and there was a, there was a lady came, and I still don't know what her problem was. She came, she sat down a just a seat. There was an empty seat between me and her, and uh, she was just praying, and she was she was just shaking her head. And Denise had gone to get her something to eat or go to the restroom or something. And I kept looking over there, and I said, I ought to pray with that lady. And uh, I looked over, and she was crying, you know, and then she was praying. And, and I kept thinking, God, I ought to pray with that lady. <laughs> and I bet we argued about it, me and God, for probably a good 10 minutes, you know. And I just moved over one seat, and I said, do you care if I pray with you? And she said, no, that'd be great. And I said, is everything okay? She went, oh, yeah, I'm going to Jamaica. I'm going to meet my family. <laughs> she was in just the best mood. I think she was crying because she was so happy. So uh, it threw me off in my prayer. You know? <laughs> I didn't want to say, well, Lord, help this lady have a good time. You know, I thought she's going to have a, she's got some kind of problem that we're going to pray about. But she's like, no, everything's great. Uh but, you know, here I'm, I'm, a, I'm a preacher, and I'm supposed to do that with no problem. That's not the way it is, folks. It's hard for us to move out of our comfort zone. She and I had a prayer. She thanked me, and uh, I think she got up and moved. I think she thought, what a weirdo, you know. But anyway, uh, uh, but, but it's hard for us to move out of our comfort zone. Think of how hard it was for Peter to move out of his comfort zone. But look what happened when Peter moved out of his comfort zone. He experienced a touch from Christ. I think that's a great thing for us to close with, to, to realize that, you know, Christ is not derailed by our problems. And in the midst of our problems, he's willing to come. He's willing to console us, to comfort us. He's willing to, to hear our prayer and to let us know he's always beside us. And when we are able to move out with that testimony outside of our comfort zone, uh, then we truly will receive a touch from the master here's the last thing those who were in the boat after the wind died down uh christ got in the boat peter got in the boat the wind died down and they truly worship saying or they worshiped him saying truly he is the son of god i think when we are able to move out of our comfort zone when we're able to see the great things that god can do for us in our life then we are moved to that point of saying, truly, you are the Son of God. You know what that leads to? That leads to praise and worship. And God desires the praise and worship of his children. Let's pray together. Father, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the truth of your word, Father. And Lord, I pray that we'd remember, regardless of what circumstance we're in, Father, that you're uh, walking in the midst of our storm. Uh, you've not been derailed. You, you've not lost control. You have a perfect plan for your children. 
you pray for us. You, uh, you guide us. You direct us through your steps, Father, through your Holy Spirit, through your word. You guide our steps, Lord. And, Father, I pray that we'd remember that. I pray, Lord, that when we do have struggles, and we all do and we all will, uh, that, that, Father, you desire to come and you bring us comfort. You console us during the time of needs. You, you bring a peace that surpasses understanding, uh, transcends all understanding, but we find that peace in you, Father. I thank you for that, tru- that truth, Lord. And I also pray, Father, that uh, as we walk closer to you, as we really do realize that uh, your plan's always perfect, it's always right, your timing's always right, you're there praying for us and encouraging us that, Father, there are times that you want us to step out of that comfort zone and to be your word or your your hand, your voice, uh, a hug, a handshake, a word of encouragement, a smile, or maybe even a prayer with someone. Uh, maybe it's to just say, let me tell you what God has done for me in the circumstances I was in, Father. I pray that we would know when we step out of that comfort zone, we experience a whole new touch from the Savior, and we truly say you are truly the Son of God when we watch how you work through your children, Father. Lord, I pray that you'd go with us today. I pray that you'd watch over us as we travel. I hope the roads are still clear. I pray that you'd be with us uh, tomorrow as we just bundle up and and just go through a little another cold front, and we know there's more to come, but Father, uh, I pray that you'd watch over, protect us, keep us warm, and be with those that are not here. And, Lord, bring us back to this place safely next week. And I pray this in the name of Jesus.